0: The following episode of Discussing Who, is made possible thanks to the support of listeners, like you. Become fans of the show by subscribing on iTunes, Player FM, and more. You're invited to join the conversation on Facebook and Twitter. Visit www.facebook.com slash Discussing Who and www.twitter.com slash Discussing Who. And, for more information about the show, visit discusingho.com. This is episode 39. The hosts have a very special guest tonight and have a lot to talk about. Let's get started.
1: Welcome back, everybody. This is episode 39. We are one away from episode 40 and having, well, not four decades, but 40 uh, episodes strong And tonight we've got a very special episode, but again, this is episode 39, this is Discussing Who, and before Lee corrects me, my name is Kyle Jones, as always, um, and I am joined by Clarence Brown. Hey, Clarence. Hey, guys. Good to be on. Good to be on. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. And I just mentioned this other person, so Lee Shackelford, how are you? I'm well. I'm well. I'm I'm, well done on introducing yourself. Thank, thank you, me. sir. I, I, you know, I just did that on the spur of the moment, and I was like, oh, cool. Go <laughs> in. <laughs> yeah, go Well, like I said, this was a very special episode for us because we are going to be interviewing and talking along with someone that we met through Dr. Who, and this person has the privilege of going home every day a TARDIS. It's not uh, River Song, it's not, uh, (laughs) you know, Doctor Who or anything like that, but the truth is there is a TARDIS involved. But before I get into the TARDIS, let me introduce everyone to Angie Meadows. Hey, Angie.
2: Hey, thanks for having me. It's great to be here.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. So we are uh, glad to have you back, because you were on our Christmas episode, so we are very glad to have you back, and glad that you agreed to come on. Uh, Like I was saying a little bit earlier, we're going to be talking about the TARDIS that you have, but before we get into that, I want to actually talk about the news, and The big thing about the news for Doctor Who is we are less than a month away from the new series, Series 10, as we're talking, and as we're talking, we've seen a second trailer. And Angie, before we started recording, I do know that you've seen it, so just tell us about what you saw and what did you think?
2: Uh, well, first of all, I, I think Bill is adorable. You know, you know all the, i really do. She's just—I sure. think she's going to be amazing. She kind of reminds me a little bit of Donna, you know, the way that she, uh, you know, came back, you know, with her, you know, with her quick wit and everything that we've seen so far. I just—I'm I'm really excited. I, I really—I I think that she's going to be, you know, a really great addition. And uh, I tell you what, when—which uh, uh, Clarence, you haven't seen this, but uh, when Nardole called uh, the Fourth Doctor Screwdriver, i, I had to. You know, uh, yell out loud a couple of times because that was pretty awesome. Uh, I, I like that. You know, they're you know threw that in there. I'm kind of, I, I kind of, I'm kind of stuck on uh, the part where, you know, the uh, the the little human girl or human light girl saying, you know, exterminate, and yeah. uh, you guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I did see that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, it's kind of, uh, you know, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, you know, is. I keep going back to that episode, you know, The Witch is Familiar, you know, and the regeneration energy and all that. And I'm like, you know, is this going to be something that kind of harkens back to that? Or, you know, I just automatically start speculating about that because that was always kind of a, you know, I I always kind of wondered about the ramifications of that. So that's going to be kind of interesting to see, you know, know, how that plays out and what her, you know, kind of what she's doing with it.
1: You know, we've also had, I'm thinking about back to, the time of the Daleks, uh, no, excuse me, the time of the Doctor, when uh, Tasha Lim had been taken over by a Dalek, and then even further oh, yeah. back to um, Asylum of the Daleks, uh, the first um, appearance of, well, not uh, Clara proper, but the Oswin character, you know, we had the uh, human Daleks. So.
2: Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the souffle girl.
1: Yep. So, did, yeah. Lee, did you get to see it? Or, or Clarence, have I you did, realized yeah. that you've seen yeah. it too?
0: <laughs> it seemed like I've seen part of it, because I do remember the robot-like Dalek uh, popping up.
1: <laughs> Lee, what was your favorite
0: part? Uh, uh, sla- slash human, but yeah, I don't, I don't think I've seen the whole thing. Uh, Lee, what was your favorite part? Well, wow, hard to pick a favorite. Um, but um, I'll tell you the thing
3: that I was, uh, I, I, I think that Angie and I were both um, kind of skip framing, going back and forth, saying, Is that, is that screwdriver? Is that what I think that is? Yeah. So, so that was a lot of fun. And uh, yes, it is. <laughs> um, third, fourth and fifth doctors screwdriver. Absolutely. Um, and um, and I also was stopping for a second to say, wait a minute, was that David Suchet? And it is an uh, actor. My wife and I both enjoy very much. And uh, we see him there for a flash of a second. He's, he's holding a vibrating tuning fork and saying it's time it's time for <laughs> okay
1: since since we speculated about him i'm going to mention this i have read that missy will be involved in a three-part episode, you know a three-part story involving monks so huh. you know does that have to you know could this be yeah. you know, the mad monk or the what was he right. what was it
3: he? he's, the, he's the meddling monk. the meddling yeah. monk
1: not the mad monk <clears throat> yeah and talk about that being a classic Who
3: joke. I mean, that will take you all the way back to, and he's a first Doctor villain. So, yeah, that's that takes you back to, you know, the original Cybermen, who we also see in this trailer. So.
1: Well, has anyone read the title for the first episode? Have you seen what the, what the episode title is? I know one episode title, but I don't know if it's the first one. Okay, well, tell me which one you know. I know that there's an episode coming called Oxygen. Okay, that, that Angie, do you know what the first one is?
2: I have not. Uh, I've not read that.
1: The, and I'm wondering. And I, before I say it, I'm wondering if this <laughs> is purposely titled as a proverbial, you know, red herring, and it's going completely in an opposite direction or whatever. But the first uh, episode is t- entitled the pilot, and <laughs> oh, you know, I did see that. You yes. see that? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and so my brain automatically goes two separate directions. Is it a pilot of a ship, or is it somehow mm-hmm. going all the way back to, with all these old elements, to an earthly, an unearthly child?
3: Right. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot that, because years and years ago, I, I made a... Uh, uh, a web series pilot. This is actually before there were web series. So I shows how old I am, but it was about a pilot. And so our first
0: episode was called the pilot
1: pilot, um, <laughs> the pilot pilot.
0: Do you guys think they would ever take it back to where maybe we see a scene from the first season? I mean, like the first, first classic season and where we don't actually, they don't interact, but maybe you see, Hints of the doctor in the background, or something like that. You know, they're not really having an interaction, but you see them passing in passing of each other. Um, I would love that. I mean, yeah. I mean, Deep Deep Space Nine did it. I mean, they basically
3: picked up oh, their yeah. cast and put them in the Trouble of Triples. For heaven's sake, I mean, My we favorite know it's <laughs> great. Yeah, what's not to love about uh, more triples, more triples? Now, what's it called? Trials and tribulations.
0: Yeah, that's it.
1: Well, you know, in a way, on uh, the day of the Doctor, we went back further than an uh, unearthly child with that opening mm-hmm. with Clara and the um, first Doctor and Susan. So mm-hmm. so anything is possible. Yeah. yeah. We've gotten past, you know, the first, uh, you know, the second trailer. Um, there is something coming up called Who-Lanta. And this is something that I had honestly never heard of before until um, Lee mentioned it. So, Lee, I, I think it would be quite appropriate for you to talk about what Hulanta is and who's coming to it.
3: I didn't realize until looking at their website that they are hulanta formerly I don't, I don't know what happened there, but I've been to several... <laughs> I've been to several of the Timegate conventions in the past and had a had a ball. so you know why why they'd be branding? I don't know. But anyway, they are in Atlanta and therefore who Atlanta. And um, uh, they are uh, well, let's see, at least the last one that I went to when they were timegate was a uh, it was what I would call a good mid-sized con. It was not so big that you're being trampled on constantly, but also not so small that nothing's happening. And holy smoke this year they have as guests, Colin Baker and Nicole O'Bryant. Um and they're they're very happy about the fact that they have for the first time in, in all of their all the time they've been doing this, a doctor and one of his companions. So uh, so that's for us classic guys and Camilla Corduri, who uh, I have seen at Gallifrey before and uh she is just you just gotta go to the con just to be in the same room with her because she is <laughs> a, a ball of fire. And um and Jamie Matheson is uh, is there and he doesn't have a buzz because he's not on camera. But he wrote Mummy um, on the Orient Express, uh, which wow. I enjoyed a great deal, and, um, and and possibly my favorite 12th Doctor adventure so far. He wrote uh, Flatline. So, well, I won't talk to this man. <laughs> so yeah, so this is uh, Atlanta in Atlanta, May fifth through the seventh, and I'm going. And, and um, so are we. I can't speak for anybody else. Okay. <laughs>
1: Well, I think, I think it's pretty committed. much uh, confirmed that we are going.
2: I'm jealous.
3: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, hop on board.
2: <laughs> oh. I always
3: envy, every time I've been to Gallifrey, there's a, a bunch of clowns uh, huddled around a laptop and a microphone recording a podcast from the lobby. And, of course, the podcast ends up sounding like, you know, you're at a bus terminal. But uh, <laughs> I've always wanted to do that. So maybe maybe we're actually we're going to do a discussing who, from who we'll
1: see <laughs> as as i think would be appropriate who knows who
0: no. <laughs> so, so Angie, you, you you must go to your own share of conventions uh which are cosplays which we're going to get into a little bit later but you, right. you what's what's your favorite and do you actually go to a lot of them
2: uh we we go to a fair amount uh we went we had nine appearances last year uh in 2016 and uh uh, we've only, which we're kind of slowing down a little bit this year because we're kind of remodeling our house. So, but we went to Coast a couple weeks ago. It was pretty, it was pretty fun. Of course, I have to, you know, say, you know, one of my favorites is our own, you know, Jackson Mississippi Comic Con. You know, I love it. There's always a really good turnout, and you know, and this is the, it was the third year last year, and it was, uh, it just keeps getting bigger. So, I, I think that's one of my, one of my favorites. And you know, I, you know, I always love, you know, Wizard World's always great. So, if you can. You know, fight with, the, you know, 10,000 people a that, you know, it gets pretty crowded, but uh, it's, it's a like lot that. of fun. So, yeah, it's it's a lot, but I mean, you know, that's where you're going to, you know, like the bigger, you know, I, I've tried to meet Matt Smith there like three times and I keep, you know, he keeps <laughs> canceling on me and things like that. So, you know, I keep, I keep threatening to uh, carry the back wall of my TARDIS across the, you know, contour to get him to sign it and... <laughs> He must have heard that, so he's running from me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we, we go to a few. You know, the local con circuit, we, we do, you know, a lot of those. So
1: so let me ask you a question. Whenever you said, um, you know, having different, um, you know, you've been to several, and your favorite mm-hmm. was the Mississippi Comic Con, let me ask you this question. Do you ever think, and never say never, of course, but do you think it would be possible to have, like, there's Who Lanta, Who Mississippi, or Mississippi Who, or...
2: I, I I think we could, you know, I think there would be a, you know, a, a place for that. I mean, we have different cons, you know, in there, you know, we have anime con and, you know, and then we, you know, we have the, you know, the regular pop culture, you know, con and we have, um, you know, there's a. You know, I I talked to you a little bit uh, before about Nola Time Fest by email, and that's in New Orleans, and uh, which that's a one day con. But you know, they they have a really good turnout there. So I mean, you know, I think we probably, you know, we could probably have a really good turnout with something. You know, getting, you know, being in the, you know, being in the circuit and and being in, you know, being with Metro Who and everything over the past year. You know, I've really seen, you know, with there's a lot of Whovians in this area. So you know, I, I think we could really. You know, I could really do well with something
1: like that. You know, it's interesting that you mentioned that because, uh, you know, I think Clarence, I think you'll agree with this. He and I moved up to this area in the Metro Jackson area, not at the same time, but close to the same time. And I think we were both shocked to find, number one, there was a Facebook group called Metro Hoovians, (laughs) And number two, how many people were a part of it and to give a shout out to the flowwood library again that they had a doctor who day but not only a doctor who day the third annual last year doctor who day
2: yeah wasn't that fun
1: absolutely you know and oh yeah you wouldn't well not that you wouldn't but we wouldn't have known you to be on this had there not have been the third annual you know doctor who day so there you go
2: Yeah, right. Well, you know, like I said, there's a, you know, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of people in the fandom around here. It's, you know, it's, it's been, it's, it's been a lot of fun meeting everybody. So it's, you know, I, I I think we could, you know, I, I, we always have fun when we all get together. So, you know, it, it, it would be good to, you know, do something like that. Get a, you know, maybe a one day con around, you know, here's something.
1: You know, sounds good. Sounds good. Hey, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're talking about present, meaning, you know, you are in Doctor Who. You like Doctor Who. But let's go back mm-hmm. to before you decided to build a TARDIS and do the cosplay. <laughs> How did you discover Doctor Who?
2: Well, I think that, uh, you know, most people, you know, our age, you know, they're or, well, I may be older than you guys. I don't know, but you know back in the early 80s I mean I watched you know PBS you know uh Tom Baker and you know he was you know seeing that and and connecting with that and that was just I mean that was that was the thing back then with me you know which is funny because I grew up in the country you know I don't think anybody else within probably a 50 mile radius knew what a (laughs) TARDIS was but I mean I was just glued and you know um watched him you know then and uh, when the new series came out, uh, it, we were a little bit, we didn't have cable when it first came out. So we had to actually catch up. And, uh, uh, my son actually has, uh, he has some medical issues. He has Addison's and that's a failure of your adrenal glands. But, um, you know, he's, he had some sick days, you know, there at the beginning when we were trying to get him regulated. So we watched a lot of Netflix and we binged, you know, we binged new who together until we caught up. And, uh, That, you know, that's one of the really, you know, really great things I love about Doctor Who, because, you know, you get to share it, you know, with, with, you know, with your kids. I mean, this has been going on, you know, for all of our lives. And, you know, we get to uh, now get to share it, you know, with the next generation. And, you know, I, I just love that. And he's, he's as excited about it as I am. So that's. You know, that's always, it's always a lot of fun. And Saturday nights, you know, starting again, April 15th. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> you know, Finally. Saturday nights are, Ooh. yeah, thank goodness. It's been too long. But, uh, you know, I, that's 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 our thing. You know, we get together, we sit on the couch, we have snacks, and we watch Doctor Who. So that's, you know, that's, that's one of our, you know, that's some great family memories right there.
1: So I want to ask, uh, you know, I, even though I know um, – the answer to these, I want to ask the other two guys and uh, Clarence, I'll let you go first. How, how came you to Dr. Who? Uh, Of course, I think I saw it on
0: PBS as well when I was younger and didn't really know what I was watching. I know it looked kind of cool, you know, (laughs) and uh, eventually um, after they re-released the series, um, you were kind of my guide and I was the Padawan, and you kind of showed me the, the way of the Who, and uh, yeah, that's that's how I kind of got into it, really. But PBS for me too, way back in the day. And Mr. Shackelford, yeah, it's a, we're doing a big commercial for uh, public broadcasting
3: <laughs> here because, uh, yeah. Yeah, just, just just like Angie, I I I, I was um, the Trepani and I've talked about this that if our memory serves, there was a time when our PBS affiliates nationwide they apparently had. Well, it was sort of basically the fourth doctor package and they would show robot up to Castro Valva and then start over. Um, and I remember in the eighties when they finally kept going and they took us all the way to caves of Andrazani and then went back to robot. <laughs> so <laughs> I at least got to see, you know, a few frames of the third doctor and then one little moment of the sixth doctor, <laughs> you know, but, um, but yeah, this is one of the reasons why I, I think it would be cool to go to this convention with there were Colin Bakers there, because the first time I was ever at a con and he was there, I didn't know who he was. Really?
1: <laughs> wow. Because, wow.
3: Because thanks to PBS, I had only seen the fourth and fifth doctors. Ah. So, you know, I didn't connect this, this guy who was at this convention with the dude who sat up in Peter Davidson's costume and said, change.
1: <laughs> change, <laughs> my dear.
3: To- and it would appear <clears throat> not a moment too soon. A moment too soon. So, but yeah, so God bless our PBS affiliates. huh?
1: Well, to make so you I'm feel really. a little bit better, I also, you know, followed that PBS route, of course. But um, it wasn't until Netflix, probably in t- 2002, 2003. And, uh, but let me, let me jump back before I say what I was about to say. I, I remember going in video stores and seeing, especially like the fifth, I mean, the five doctors, the 25th mm-hmm. anniversary and thinking, Oh, uh, you know, who are all these other people? And putting it down and was like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And then whenever I'm getting Netflix and trying to find something to watch and saying, oh, I remember Doctor Who. I used to watch that as a kid and start looking. And it was like all these different. Oh, I only want the the one with the curly hair. That's the only one I (laughs) want. And then I was told, you do realize that these are all the same person. And when I said, no, I didn't, but now oh, I buddy. do, and <laughs> then that became an obsession. So yeah. <laughs> thank you, Netflix, for a good obsession. There you go. Yeah, and DBS, too.
0: Uh, we might not have you for much, much longer, but <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, hey, and you, you reminded
3: me of something. Uh, oh, yeah, go ahead. You on. know,
0: that I, I, I told a lie. I,
3: I was trying to think how could I not know about regenerations while I was watching it, but I did because actually my first experience with Doctor Who was in Famous Monsters of Filmland, okay. and and I bought that magazine off the rack because it had a cool picture on the cover and you know and uh, then there and there was a story inside about this British TV show which meant that I'm never <laughs> going to see it right yeah and and the first picture that my eye landed on was of two people who I would later learn were Ian and Susan confronting a giant ant <laughs> <laughs> just of course from planet of the giants and uh but i thought because i love anything that's uh, you know colossal or miniature i love any any story with extremes of size like that so i said i gotta find out more about this what is the show with the big ant so that's what that was and i later got uh, william russell to autograph that photo oh wow so that's uh <laughs> yeah so i gotta get caroline ford to autograph it and that will that will complete me i get then i'll die because that was the beginning of my, right?
1: And then you can regenerate.
3: Exactly. I'll turn into somebody else anyway. See, Angie's our guest. That's why I thought I'd talk some. No,
1: <laughs> no, no. No, you're, no, you're fine. Let's please get talked back. To- <laughs> so, Angie, who is your favorite doctor?
2: Well, of course, Tom Baker. I mean, you yeah. can't, you know, it, it, that's it's pretty much, a, you know, a given. As far as, you know, I mean, he's just, he's Tom Baker. I mean,
0: really? you know? <laughs> Say no more.
2: I mean, really, that's, that's pretty much self-explanatory, you know, but, uh, well, I, in other than him, and I really, it's funny because when we talk to people at cons, uh, and we ask, you know, Hey, who's your favorite doctor? It's always David Tennant, Yeah, David Tennant, yeah. you know, every once in a while we get a Eccleston, not very many. He, he, he needs more, you know, he needs more people, you know, thinking that he's his, he's the favorite, you know, because he had some really good episodes. But uh, you know, I think that um, as far as New Who, I think it's a toss up with me between Matt Smith and Peter Capaldi. I mean, I I really, you know, yeah, it was it was slow going with Capaldi, but it was at first. But you know, I really, I kind of blame the episodes on that. I don't, you know, he's always yeah. done a great job in my in my opinion. So. And that's
1: just my opinion, Mama. I'm All right. So let me ask thing. you a question uh, based off of something that you said just a moment ago. You, when you were mentioning Eccleston and the Ninth Doctor, do, do you mm-hmm. think some of the people who do not like the Ninth Doctor are associating the Ninth Doctor character with the actor and his issues or n- refusal or reluctance to be associated going forward with the show?
2: That I think that probably, you know, again, in my opinion, I, I think that that probably has a lot to do with it because, yeah, he was, you know, he, he did have some issues and he did say some things, you know, that uh, didn't, you know, didn't fly well with me as a fan. But, uh, you know, I, that's probably a lot. And, and plus, you know a lot of the people that weren't exposed to, you know, he was a little bit more abrasive as, as a doctor, you know, he, he was, you know, that was kind of his personality and you know, maybe he didn't connect as well, you know, with, with some of the, you know, trying to bring it as far as bringing in new people, you know, until, you know, cause you know, David Tennant, he's so, you know, charismatic and just so, you know, you know, he really, he kind of brought it into, you know, again, in my opinion, he brought it into the mainstream again. You know, because everybody connects so well with him. And yeah, but but yeah, to answer your question, I think that that probably did have a lot to do with it.
1: Another quick question, based again off of something that you said with uh, Tom Baker, did you know in advance on day of the doctor, or was that a complete surprise when you saw the curator at the end?
2: I stood up and screamed. That was
1: awesome.
2: <laughs> I mean, when I saw the back, of, I knew. When I saw the back of his head, I knew exactly who it was. It was awesome. Yeah, I, that was a complete surprise. I did not know that was coming, and oh, that was just yeah. That was the cherry on top of a great episode.
3: It wasn't. Aren't you glad that nobody had spoiled that for you? <laughs>
2: oh, <were> you spoiled. <laughs>
3: No, no, oh, I'm saying that. that I remember, yeah. I, I remember that electric thrill too. And I was, and at my next, my next thought was, oh, I'm so glad nobody told me that oh, he was going to be in this. Oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was just, yeah, that was like I say, it was, it was just, you know, that was the cherry on top. It was just perfect. It was, I, I, it was awesome.
0: Which is really funny because I remember Cal being like super thrilled about it and I was like, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know, being a, right. a new who person, he you know, really didn't feel the same impact.
1: You <laughs> gotta have history
3: with him or yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah.
1: You know, what's what really f- funny is while you guys are sitting there and Talking, or I'm sitting here listening. You guys talk about that scene. I wish I could have taken a picture because I was imagining, you know, hearing the the. Uh, you know, I really think you might comment, and I and I and literally the 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 hair stood up on my arms whenever, <laughs> and I was like, okay, that is cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Angie, I interrupted what, you. What were you saying? No,
2: no, you're fine. I was just gonna. What what really another one of my favorite things about that was. My son, who was watching with me, he he knew exactly who he was, and, you know, he was cheering, too. So, that was, yeah, that was a proud mom moment.
0: (laughs) Do do you find that your your son has the same affinity for the classic who as much as you do, or is he kind of all new who?
2: Um, I think he's probably, you know, more new who just because, you know, nowadays you think of, you know, the younger generation. They're so used to, you know, the grand, you know, the... The special effects and, you know, all of the, you know, the big, you know, the action scenes and things like that, you know, that they've kind of been, you know, brought up on the uh, suspense and things, you know, that we're used to more, you know, with the classic, with the classic stuff, you know, he kind of get, he doesn't follow it as as closely as he does the, the new stuff. But I like, again, that's just, I think that's just the generation and, you know, what they're used to.
1: And your husband is a fan too, Correct.
2: The funny thing is, he was uh, he's a hes a fan now, but it took him a little <laughs>
1: while.
2: <laughs> Believe it or not, he built his first TARDIS before watching his first episode.
3: Interesting.
0: Wow. Yeah. That is amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he, may be yeah. the,
2: he
3: may be the first to be able to say that.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that, that may not be a good thing on this podcast. But, no, no, but no, hey, no, he, no. That's no, awesome. That's yeah, he has uh, you know, now now he's you know, he he's watched it now and he's he's good now. So we you know, we've got him, you know, broken in and everything, so he's good.
1: <laughs> so in other words, he was thinking, What is my wife asking me to build this for? <laughs> it's a box. It's just a big box. Yeah. What does it even mean? <laughs> no,
2: it's it's not just a big box.
3: <laughs> not to so, us. <laughs> a- Angie earlier you were you were saying, uh, we go to these conventions and I, I thought for a minute that you were a symbiont or some kind of uh, host organism or something but <laughs> <laughs> you mean <laughs> you mean you and your son
2: uh well you know, my son he goes to most of them but my husband and i we're actually uh he you know he built the tardis and everything so he's kind of the assemble person yeah and uh so uh, my husband and i are, are the are the tardis materialization crew for metro if you will so yeah
1: it's not gonna happen without you yeah yeah well exactly well you know uh, the she has to fly the tardis, I mean there you go, right exactly yeah, well, and and, and you get, with, well, I have to dress up exactly, <laughs> and uh you know that will make a lot more sense when we uh talk a little bit more about um cosplay because you definitely mm-hmm. can fly the tardis so uh, uh, let me yes. let, let me ask you a quick question before I uh hint to uh you know to obviously there let let's switch from doctor to your favorite uh. Villain or adversary, who's your favorite?
2: Well, you know, since I since I know a Dalek, um, personally, <laughs>
1: uh, I'd get
2: in trouble for not saying that they were my favorite. <laughs> but uh um, you know, I I do you know, I do love a good Dalek episode. I mean, who doesn't? I think that uh you know, I've always, you know, kinda like the Zygons and you know, and the Santarans and everything, but you know, I kinda think they've lost a little bit of their you know, scariness or, you know, their punch, I guess, because, you know, you've got, you know, you've got Osgood and then you've got, uh, you know, Strax and they kind of take the, you know, kind of take the um, the villain out of, of the yeah. villains on those. So, but uh, I'd have to say my favorite, you know, were the Daleks. And I'll get, like I said, I'll get in trouble if I don't.
1: Okay. <laughs> so, so, so refresh me, who owns the Dalek? Uh, I
2: The Dalek, there's actually two. Uh, we have uh, Carly Bedell, the founder, actually of Metro Hoovians. Uh, she's the owner of, I know you've probably seen on the group, uh, Dark Smolik. He is uh, is an 80% scale new series Dalek. He is. He is two uh he's two specs and everything. He's just eighty percent because a hundred percent scale Dalek is really hard to get through a double door. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> because they are big.
1: <laughs> I see all but, you need to uh, do is exterminate the doors and you'd be fine. Yeah, there
2: you go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, she, uh, Carly and uh, Claire are Dalek Wranglers. So they, uh, they bring Dark Smolik. And uh, we actually have another, it's a full size Dalek, but it was actually built as a costume so he mm. doesn't he doesn't move around and talk like Dark Smiley does but,
1: um, <laughs> gotcha.
2: yeah but you know he's he's pretty cool we actually gave in the big Dalek we actually gave rides at uh, Wizard World you know if a kid was, was short enough or you know they had to be a certain height they would actually get in it and there's a little there's oh, a handle wow. in there that they could actually get <laughs> in it you know they could push it around and exterminate people and oh my gosh they love <laughs> that yeah so it was a lot of fun
1: oh that is too cool so let me ask you real quick, uh, companion. You know, I, I completely forgot about companions. Who's your favorite?
2: Oh, oh gosh! I have to say my favorite, and it's funny because you know David Tennant's not. You know, he he didn't you know didn't really make my favorite doctor, but I love Donna Noble. Love
0: her. Oh yeah.
2: You okay. know, to me, you know, the whole which you know, I never thought I'd get really upset about somebody leaving a rose on the beach, huh? Ah, but. Uh, <laughs> The whole, um, you know, the whole love story kind of thing with the companion and the doctor, you know, that doesn't really, you know, I'm not as big a fan of that. But, but you know, Donna and Tim, they had such great chemistry because they're such good friends in real life. So they they just really, I mean, she just had a great time with it. And, and it really, it showed through on screen. And I just loved her episodes. I really did. The Dr. Donna.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I, uh, Clarence, I think that was some of your... Uh, you, I mean, I think you really enjoyed that particular season, too, didn't you?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was great. I, I love the the camaraderie and the laughter those those two brought to the screen. So, yeah, she's one of my favorites as well.
1: And, Lee, I think you have an affinity for the unicorn and the wasp, don't you? That's true. Yeah,
3: that's a very favorite episode of mine and my wife's as well. Yeah, there's, there's really nothing not to, not to love about the Donna Noble period Uh, And even though Donna isn't in it, I'll mention anyway that um, my favorite script to just read for pleasure from the new series is Midnight. So I I really feel like they were cooking that year. I I don't don't know what was in the air, but what what a year for Doctor Who. My goodness.
1: You know, and it, it it had one of my favorite closings in the in the sense of what I call the mini finale, where they fly the TARDIS and the Earth back home, and everyone's in the TARDIS, and you know, you you've got Sarah Jane, and you know, so you've, you're all the way back to classic Who meeting new yeah. Who, and that whole all around the TARDIS scene was, and the music with the ood so singing beautiful. in the background was fantastic.
3: And there's a job a for everybody episode. except Jackie who needs to just sit over here. Just
1: just just, <laughs> just, 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 just Jackie. Jackie. Let's switch to episodes. So what was your favorite and let's go classic and new? So if you can remember from when you were watching Classic and if you had to choose a new who and I'm i I'm also gonna ask the other guys this too. Who what what was your favorite story or episode?
2: Um, I think the classic episodes, which is really cool, uh, because um I, I really liked uh, Genesis of Daleks, that series. So, you know, when they turn around and they played that, you know, after, uh, you know, the witch is familiar and the magician's apprentice and, you know, they had the, they had the Tom Baker day there on BBC and they did, you know, Genesis of the Daleks. That was such a really cool, uh, full circle moment for me because, you know, I, I loved, you know, that particular series. I really did. You know, I, I love that. And, you as far as knew who, which, um, it's actually, a, an Eccleston episode. Well, the empty child
3: mm, and uh, the doctor
2: dances. Oh my gosh, that was <laughs> such a great episode. And you get to meet captain Jack. I mean, yeah.
3: you know, he, he was, he was <laughs> awesome.
2: And, uh, and oh, I remember, yeah. you know, Eccleston, you know, that, that great line, you know, just this once just everybody this lives, once. you know, mm-hmm. and that was, I, I just love that. I mean, just the whole, you know, just that whole two-parter. I just, that was really...
1: Mommy. Gosh, that kid was scary. Are you my mommy? <laughs> mommy. <Yes. laughs> Are you my mommy? Are you
3: my mommy?
1: Yeah, that was creepy. That wasn't was. scary. That was just darn creepy. Are you my mommy? All right, mommy? so Clarence, what was your favorite... Uh, you know, I know you haven't watched as many classics, yeah. so what's your favorite new? Yeah, I, I'm kind of partial to Blink. I just love the Weeping
0: Angels. They're my favorite mm-hmm. car- uh, enemies. So, yeah, pretty much any episode they're in I love, but I particularly like that one.
2: I'm just going to say, if I ever, if I'm ever recommending an episode for somebody that's never watched Doctor Who before, I always recommend Blink. Because oh, that's wow. just a really yeah. good, yeah. That's yeah. a really mm-hmm. good starter episode for anybody. So I mean, that's that's really cool that it's your favorite.
3: And isn't that interesting that that comes up so often on people's lists of you know which episode I you know recommend to people to see first? It's a Doctor Light episode. He's practically not in it.
0: Yeah, <laughs>
2: exactly. That's what's so strange. So, but I mean, yeah. it's just such a really good, it's just a good starter episode. It
3: really is. I mean, you're still deep into the world of Doctor Who. You're still deep into the kind of the larger concepts and yeah. yeah so. It's still true. Yeah.
1: Well, I know without a doubt, uh, Lee, who you're going to say is your uh, favorite you. classic. I mean, I mean, I would not have a brain if I didn't know, uh, <laughs> you know, who you would have chosen. Now, what was that
3: uh, story? I do love Brain of Morbius, but uh, but I, I was, if Angie didn't say it, I was going to. I will never forget seeing Genesis the Daleks the first time. I just thought that was the most thrilling thing that had ever happened. And there's a cliffhanger where Sarah is falling to her certain death. And I thought I wasn't going to live through the day until the next episode <laughs> aired so I could find <laughs> out what happened to her. Oh, yeah. And that really that really bothered me, uh, <laughs> uh, that cliffhanger. But, uh, but you know, the, the thing I love most about Genesis is this. I think this is Terry Nation's best single idea, is finally meeting the creator of the Daleks and— f- <laughs> And it's never pointed to. It's never stated overtly in the episode, but that's why they look the way they do. Davros has made them to look like him, and suddenly the whole thing makes sense. The whole stupid, you know, thing on wheels with the, <laughs> with, the, <laughs> with, the with one arm and one eye. It's like, okay, of course, it's a it's a total act of vanity. <laughs> and now it all falls into place. I've always loved Davros. You know, I can't. I don't like. I don't care for Daleks. I'm interested in deference. <laughs> but, but yeah, for anybody who hasn't seen Genesis of the Daleks ever or hasn't seen it in a long time, go back and look at it. Six episodes, completely thrilling, and lots of um, very deliberate um, uh, evocations of, uh, of Nazi Germany, which is very deliberate. If you look closely, oh, okay, N- yeah. Nider's, Nider's even wearing a German cross on his uniform, <laughs> wow. which is a little, little on the nose. But yeah. So, uh, oh, and they they click their heels together when they're leaving the room and that kind of thing. But
1: yeah. Anyway. So what about your uh, current?
3: Um, I really do love flatline. I just, I, that that's the most fun I've had with, uh, with who in a long time, but, uh, maybe overall it's probably, uh, the empty child, and the doctor dances. Um, so Angie and I are right on the same beam there. Oh, when, when,
2: awesome.
3: When the night doctor said just this once Rose, everybody lives. I cried like a baby. Oh yeah. So, yeah
1: you know, you know, for me you know for me, uh, you know, I'm sitting here trying to remember or think back of what I would say was my favorite from the classic, and i you know what, I really can't say one particular story, but I will say it had to have whatever my favorite would have had to have been would be doctor, Sarah. Mm-hmm. You put you put Doctor and Sarah. So basically, you go back and you put Tom Baker and uh, Elizabeth Sladen together in the uh, classic era, and I'm you know all for it. So that would be what I would say is my favorite classic Ooh. for the new Who. You School
3: know, reunion. <laughs> uh,
1: cl- yeah, close. Uh, you know, I'm I'm trying to think back as to what is my most quotable and you know what I'm, I'm i'm going to have to draw somewhere between uh the end of time part two and uh the day of the doctor those are Ooh, yeah. and maybe i'm more of an event person you know that may be uh you know that may be my thing that may be where i'm pointed toward more more so than the story itself is the event but if so so be it but those would be the ones that i quote the most out of are those two so that's that's mine too so it was it was a big
3: deal yeah all
1: right well for everyone listening we are going to take a quick break and we will be right back hey guys if you like the discussing who podcast then you might also
0: like our friends over at realitybreached.com the reality breached podcast is all about video games movies and a whole lot more things tend to get a little weird So enjoy, subscribe, and tell your friends. For more information, visit RealityBreached.com.
1: We are back, and let's bring it a little bit full circle back to what I was talking about at the very beginning, talking about uh, Angie having a TARDIS, and I know she's mentioned her husband building the TARDIS. So let me ask you this question. Why build a TARDIS?
0: <laughs>
2: Would you care for a jelly baby? This is going to take a few minutes.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and if I may interject,
0: how do you get said husband to build TARDIS when he knows nothing about Doctor Who?
1: <laughs> even better. Even better question. Very good.
2: Well, you know, he had seen my son and I watch it. So, you know, okay. you know he, okay. he had seen us watch it. Yeah. So, I mean, he knew, you know, he he knew what the TARDIS was, you know, he just never sat down and watched, you know, watched an episode. But uh, it actually started, um, well, you know, I, I said at the beginning that, you know, that my son had some medical issues and uh, he had to do uh, his high school online and things like that. So, uh, when he was getting ready to take his uh, senior portraits, he wanted something a little bit special, something different. You know, we wanted to do something unique, and so he uh, he said, "Hey, can I have a TARDIS in my senior casuals?" <laughs>
3: wow!
2: And so, uh, you know, you know, I tried to find one to rent, and you know, there was not one around here, in you know, in this in this area. You know, I'm just kind of uh, you know impulsive, I guess you'd say. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just told my husband, I said, "Hey, we could build one." And, you know, he's just like, um, okay. (laughs) So so we actually built, that was our first build. Um, The difference uh, in that build and the new build, the one that we take around to the conventions, is that one actually doesn't come apart all the way. So the logistics of carrying it around, which we did, but it has to actually ride on a flatbed trailer.
1: Ah, and wow. that was
2: you know it looks really cool going down the road, but you know wow. it's, it's not very it wasn't very um Flyable. you know cost effective yeah trying to trying to do that so yeah we when we first started that build, uh he actually took one of the photos of the Matt Smith TARDIS. both of our tardises are kind of matt Smith fan tardises. He took a picture of the tardis on the rocks at on uh time of angels, mm-hmm that particular you know when he was there and, and river had gotten out and you know she's in her dress and everything and they're you know they're just kind of outside milling around the tardis and it's sitting there well that was kind of his template
0: wow. and
2: so yeah so that's what he that's what he used to uh build the first uh, to build the first one
0: see because i was, gonna, I was, I was I'm, I'm sorry but i was gonna ask did did he actually get instructions off the internet he did all this off of a picture
2: there are actually uh, plans that you can download and there's a great website called tardisbuilders.com uh, if uh, you know for anybody that would kind of look that and they've got there's hundreds of uh, uh, build threads on there where people, you know, have have done particular builds that they did. You know, a lot of people, you know, build them, you know, for, you know, for outdoors, for sheds and things like that. And that's kind of what we were going to do with the first TARDIS at the beginning. We were uh, going to build it and, you know, we were going to just you know, kind of have it out by the pool or something because, you know, we weren't really sure what we were going to do with it. So we got about halfway through the book, bu- you know, the build. We got the, you know, got the walls up and everything, and then uh, in which we were, you know, kind of posting some pictures on Facebook and, you know, and people were just like, Hey, can we take pictures with it too? Can we, you
0: know,
2: (laughs) we were just like, wow, do we really need to leave this out in the weather? (laughs) You know, do we need to, you know, do we need to kind of do something different? So kind of in the middle of the build, we kind of switched gears and, you know, started doing it, you know, to kind of keep it indoors, which, you know, by that time it was already, you know, you're talking about props that weigh about, You know, they're between six and 700 pounds. So, and that's a, you know, that's just a guesstimate. It may be more than that. You know, trying to move that thing in one piece, which it's got a platform that it sits on. That one actually sits in our garage now. We have a two TARDIS garage. (laughs) 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 And uh, yeah, that one actually sits on a platform in the garage now. I had posted a picture of it after he took his, you know, senior portraits. I had posted a picture of it to the Crew to Who group. Uh, The Crew to Who is in New Orleans. And, uh, you know, showed him, hey, we built a TARDIS, and my son took pictures, and this is what they look like. You know, I was really proud of it because, you know, he'd done a good job on it. It took about, you know, he'd worked on it for like two and a half months, and I thought it came out pretty well. You know, after I posted the picture, I got a message from uh, Paul Patachek, who is the, uh, he, he runs Crew to Who. And he said, uh, hey, um, you know, I, lo- I loved your TARDIS. Would you mind bringing it to NOLA Tomfest? And uh, so I was, we were just kind of like, what, you know, somebody, <laughs> somebody wants to see something that we built, you know, cause you know, we're, you know, we were amateurs, you know, we didn't know, you know, we were just kinda, you know, going by a picture and, uh, you know, and, and some rough measurements, you know, that we had found online and, you know, people wanted to see it, which we couldn't actually make that appearance. My husband, you know, automatically he started talking and Then he's like, you know, the next build I do, I would do this. And I would, you know, and I, and I would have this, you know, come apart here. And, I, you know, and he just, he was kind of making all these kind of uh, notes in his mind about what he would do, you know, on, you know, quote on the next one. <laughs> so, uh, and it was about that time that uh, Carly, you know, started up Metro Hoovians, So, we, you know, said, hey, we'll, you know, we'll build one for the group so that Metro will have a TARDIS. And uh, about two and a, two and a half months later, we had the debuild. build. <laughs> so...
0: so- so um, did your did your husband already have um, woodwork experience or
2: just just amateur i mean he likes to you know he likes to just kind of woodwork you know he building in you know trucks and little things like that you know this was the first uh full scale you know big you know major you know wooden prop that he'd ever built like that wow. and uh which ours you know you can buy you know signs and things like that our signs are custom made that's kind of one of the kind of different things about ours is instead of trying to fit the sign to the space we actually had our signs custom built you know the top light that was a those vac lights can run you uh, probably 400 plus dollars and you know things like that so we actually built ours uh, he he got he got really you know savvy with it before it was <laughs> over you know it's actually <laughs> a two lights put together, you know, to, to, uh, you know, mimic the, you know, that beautiful back light, you know, that's on top of the Matt Smith TARDIS. So, you know, as, as we went along, you know, he really, he did a really good job with the second one as far as, you know, the way that it comes apart and everything, everything comes apart. It totally breaks down. Wow. So, I mean, it's it's just in pieces. And, uh, you know, I've, I've posted some pictures in the Facebook group before of TARDIS, you know, exploded TARDIS everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, it's it's a whole lot easier to carry, you know, just that platform and, you know, and, and, and just the walls you know, rather than try to, uh, you know, carry the whole, you know, 700 pounds at one time.
1: So let me ask you <laughs> this question. Let's say that the... Um, you know the convention you're going to starts at 10 a.m what time mm-hmm. do you have to start assembling it in order to have it ready by 10 a.m
2: uh well depending on if it's just the two of us it might take uh closer to an hour we have broken it down in as little as 20 minutes but uh, that was with uh you know, the, the trailer to, you know, getting it on the truck and everything was right there. And, you know, that's like the best case scenario. We can actually have it in and out in 20 minutes, but, um, but but it usually takes about an hour or so to uh, get it, you know, get it assembled.
1: All right. Good deal. Well, unless anybody else has anything else, I want to get into your cosplay because I think I'm going to enjoy this because this happens (laughs) to be, uh, someone that I actually like very much. So, uh, anybody else have anything before I get into asking about the cosplay? No, let's do it. All right, let's yep. do it. So, let me ask you: oh. Who is the person that um, you do cosplay of? And before I say <laughs> that, I do want everyone to remember that there, the only water in the forest is is the river. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs>
2: Hello, sweetie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ding Ding, 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 ding,
2: uh, ding. I do cosplay River Song. That's kind of, you know, that's my thing, which the cool thing about it is Alex Kingston and I both have this big head of naturally curly hair. So it's, it's pretty awesome that I get to do that. So she's definitely my favorite to do. The first cosplay I ever did was actually for Mississippi Comic Con and it was, I did a female fourth doctor, you know, and he kind of has the big hair too. So, but you know, I did it, and it was a lot of fun. And I kind of caught the cosplay bug then, because uh, you know, it, you know, people stop you and take pictures, and and it, it's it's just a fun experience. Then when I started doing River Song, I was like, oh yeah, this is this is this is what I need to do because I mean, I love her. She's pretty much my favorite character. I mean, I don't classify her as a companion or anything. I mean, she's her own. She's in her own class by herself. I think
0: so. Yeah. How did, but, how uh, did you feel? Like- how did you feel your first time actually doing cosplay? Uh, was it something you were geared up for? Or, I mean, you just kind of was going to wing it? Or, I mean, what was your, your feeling feelings <laughs> walking out there for the first time?
2: Oh, well, the funny thing is, is uh, I kind of got the full experience because we went to eat and everything, and I couldn't change clothes. So it's like <laughs> I, I'm going out in public like this, you know. But, I mean, it was uh, – I was a little nervous at first because, you know, you're, you're going out and you're, you know, you're dressed up and you're, you know, you're hoping that people, you know, know who you are, which, you know, when you have that big scarf on, pretty much everybody knows who you are it uh it it was a it was a cool experience you know people coming up oh my gosh it's the doctor i gotta have your picture and then uh you know the first time i wore river uh, was at coastcon last year and uh you know it, it's kind of cool when you when you when you play river you have to kind of uh you know river's got a little bit of a swagger you know she's yeah <laughs> so, she's she's very confident you know and you, you just kind of uh, have to you, you kind of have to you know act you know like you're you know very sure of yourself you know like she is and i mean I walked in and you know automatically somebody screams river! And she's running and she's freaking out and i'm just like oh wow this is great so yeah she's she's been my go-to ever since so oh, i just love her but i mean and, and alex kingston i love her too i mean she's i like to think there's a lot of uh there's a lot of river in alex kingston i mean you know river married hydroflax and you know and alex kingston married voldemort so i mean <laughs>
1: you
2: know she's i think she's awesome
1: just, just so you know, in my book, your uh, brownie points just kind of like, you, just imagine going to a uh, casino and hearing all the ding, 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 ding. <laughs> you know, just, just FYI, your brownie points just like skyrocketed right there.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
1: Because <laughs> everyone knows, you know, these two guys know that you know River Song is one of my all-time favorite uh, Doctor Who characters. So. No, oh, m- mine too, man. Mine too.
2: Well, in my opinion, I just, I really, I, I don't want her time to be over. I think she needs to, she needs to come back. I think she would be great to, you know, I'm getting off topic, topic, but I think she, you know, she'd have a great, you right. know, spinoff series. No, really no
1: talking uh, River uh, is ever off topic.
2: <laughs> 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 no talk. Yeah. I mean, Next week on Discussing River. I mean, <laughs> what are you <laughs> like, just going to
1: re- call it? Discussing River.
2: Yeah. yeah, Discussing River. There you go. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think she needs her own series. And I i think, you know, we didn't get enough of her in Capaldi. We did not. Husbands of River Song was amazing. Their chemistry was off the charts. And we just didn't get enough. So that's my opinion on that.
0: <laughs> well, so what about your costume? No, go ahead. What about your uh, costume? I know these can get very elaborate, as witnessed from the, the thousands of pictures I've seen on Facebook and various other places of people actually. You know putting a lot of money into the actual costume, so uh what about yours and and um finding all the pieces and the the props and stuff that you use for your costume? Was that a hard thing to do?
2: well, you know it's 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 hard to find a denim jacket you just would not believe. <laughs> but, you know it's uh you know you would think they'd be everywhere, but apparently not but uh not yeah nights. I mean. <laughs> Basically, you know, it it can get you know it can get expensive, but you know some of these people, oh my gosh, I mean, you know, this is pretty much this is how they make their living. You know, they you know these all these professional cosplayers. It just kind of you know just blows me away. And uh, you guys remember uh the little um, Madame Bastra at the uh, library? Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, wasn't she awesome? I mean, that was that was very elaborate
3: yeah that's a commitment that's
2: uh, yeah, it, really <laughs> it really
3: was
2: yeah <laughs> oh she did a great job but you know just putting the pieces together usually whenever i start something new i'll kind of um i'll have you know just kind of the basics on the first appearance and they just kind of add to it we've done that with our tardis too i mean when we first uh, our first appearance in the tardis uh, it didn't have lights or sound or anything and uh then by the uh, second or third that's when we had the lights and the sound and and all that built into it so you know it's just kind of you know you, you just kind of you know add as you know add as you can and and you know modify and you know get a get a better looking gun you know that kind of thing it's always kind of a work in progress with cosplay yeah. Yeah, and i'm uh, actually going to work on the uh, my next one is actually going to be the um Astronaut. If I cannot uh, learn how to uh-huh. build, them. I'm going to have to paper mache. So that's going to be fun. Oh, that's
1: really cool.
0: <laughs> yeah. So, so that being said, uh, do you have any advice that you would give to anybody that wants to build a a prop? Maybe not n- anything is as elaborate as the TARDIS, <laughs> at this point, but, but build a prop or a cosplay. Do you have any advice you give anybody out there who wants to get into it?
2: Well, I mean, you know, don't be afraid of it because. You know, we would have, if, you, if you had asked me, you know, say four years ago, you know, would we ever have, you know, built not one but two Tardis's? You know, and I would have been like, you're crazy. There, <laughs> there's just no way anybody can do anything like that. But yeah. and, uh, you know, just just don't be afraid of it because, you know, we we thought that, you know, nobody would ever want to see anything that we built, you know, and, and here's all these hmm. people. I mean, the, the second appearance that we had was Wizard World. So you're talking you know 10,000 people coming through on Saturday you know taking pictures with your Taurus and that's that's that was a humbling experience it really was you know to see people get so excited and to see the kids, to see the you know the you know the little kids. Um, you know, just running into it and you know, shutting the door and, and they won't come out. You know, their parents are like, "Come on, come on!" They're like, "No, I'm traveling in space and time."
1: <laughs> and, now, are you, you sure know, that that's... was little kids or grown adults <laughs> that were doing that? Was doing well, that. Done, yeah. Okay,
2: it may have been me, but no,
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> now yeah. Our our very first uh, appearance at Geeknomicon. Uh, that was when uh, there were there was a little oh gosh, probably about maybe four uh, ran in and just slammed the door. And uh, wouldn't come out. And the mom was like, well, you, you know, what are you doing in there? And he's like, I'm traveling in space and time, mom. And my <laughs> husband just looked at me and he's like, this is why we're here. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> you know. And, uh, you know, and that's, you know, if anybody, I mean, if you want to, if you want to build a prop, you know, of that size, or if you just want to, you know, just want to do a, a simple cosplay or something, don't be afraid of it. Just do it and everybody will love it.
1: Cool. Cool. Well, I want to turn the table around and, and before I do that, I want to preface by saying we have no idea what Angie is going uh, going to ask or about to ask us. But what we asked her to do was come up with some questions that she might have for us. And again, we have no idea we're we're going in blind. So, Angie, we're turning the table around. It's it's on you. So, questions, go for it.
2: Oh, um Hmm. I, I've, I've kind of thought about this a bit and and well, this is actually something I thought about a lot. But which two characters who have never met on screen together at the same time, would you like to actually see in an episode together?
0: Hmm. Wow.
3: And it doesn't matter if it's it doesn't matter if it's actually possible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it this does is, not matter. OK. This- because um, I would love for Sarah Jane to be there and, and exactly, she can't be there yeah. anymore. You yeah, know? That's
3: that's where my mind goes. But, yeah. you know, we, we there there is still the hope out there, and Peter Cabaldi is one of the people who said that he's favored it, is that he really would really like to see his doctor, you know, maybe time's up for that, um, go back and get Susan, for God's sake. Oh, wow. and, oh great
1: minds think alike. You stole that
3: from uh, me. Well, there you go. But, I mean, it's <laughs> maybe it's the obvious one that's out there. I know, right?
1: but it was a good steal but, because that, you're so right. Know,
3: People who know Dalek Invasion of Earth, he said, "I'll come back." He said it <laughs> one day, and that was, "I shall come back." Shall come back,
1: yes, yes, I
3: shall come back. And that was what forty-five years ago. So come on, yeah. just go well, forward and you all your see,
2: <laughs> Did you see the? Uh, what made me actually fall in love with Capaldi? And I don't mean to, to take this back. I'm sorry, yeah. but uh, I just uh, one thing that made me fall in love with, with Peter was. Uh, He did a, uh, you know, he showed up at the uh, at the who experience in London there. And uh, there were some kids there and he was playing the doctor and they were asking him questions. And they asked uh, asked who his favorite companion was. And he sat there and he said, um, he said, well, I have a companion named Clara. And then he said, but I think my favorite had to be my granddaughter. And he sat there (laughs) and he was he was basically tearing up. And, uh, you know, he said, uh, I promised her I'd come back and I didn't. And, uh, that kind of made me think of that, you know, when, when you mentioned that and he just yeah. really, it, oh, he, he played it so well. I mean, he had me tearing up. I was like, oh man, you need to go back.
3: You need to but, go back. Uh,
2: I mean, I was just like, oh, <laughs> you know, what a great, I was like, wow, you really get it. You, you really do. And I mean, that was my, you know, I, I love this guy. I mean, that that was that moment
0: do you guys think they would ever recast one of the classic characters just to be able to bring them back on the show
3: mm. that's a good question yeah
1: that's the only really good question o- the only way i would say that would work would be with any of them that were able to regenerate Hmm. i mean lee what do you say
3: yeah, because uh, we, we have I think we've suspected as fans several times that Romana was turning up in the series. and It still hasn't happened. Right. But yeah, anybody could play Romana. I could play Romana. So, yeah, um, that would be interesting.
1: And of course, we have Missy. Yay. I oh, love yeah. Missy. <laughs> and we've not mentioned Missy since you've been uh, talking, Angie. What, what are your thoughts of Missy?
2: Oh, I love her so much. Oh. I mean, she is, she's just the best. I really, love her. I hope she doesn't leave. I have this really horrible, you know, I, I feel like, you know, everybody's going to leave, you know, and, and I just really mm. hope she stays on for a little while because I just, I just love her. She, she is just, she's the best.
1: And I just accidentally took questions back from you. So, so, you, so here, <laughs> uh, baton back uh, questions.
2: No, but, but question. funny, funny. You know, but the funny thing is, is one of the uh, one of the questions I was going to ask you guys is if you could bring back any doctor for an episode with Capaldi, which doctor would you like to see in an episode with him?
1: Oh, good. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: like one of the, you know, like the 50th you know anniversary, you yeah. know, or or the five doctors, you know, which which doctor would you, you know, have him cross paths with?
3: You know, who would be a great um, a great sort of foil for him, a great uh, interesting uh, I don't know. I would just love to get him in the same uh, scene with uh, Patrick Troughton. Um, oh, wow! I mean, the, their doctors are so different, and and every time the you know, we, Patrick Troughton got to play the game several times with John Pertwee, of uh, and then once with Colin Baker, of you know, I'm the doctor. No, you know, you you you're a pretender. You're you know, and it would be fun to see them play that game. The uh, which of them is the real doctor?
1: You know, I'm sitting here um, thinking. I, and I know at one point this gentleman said he was not interested, but then I read again that he would be interested. I wouldn't mind, and, and, and this goes back to a question that someone, uh, Clarence, you may have posed this a minute ago about or It may, I'm not, it may have been Angie. I'm not sure, but you know when we were, we we're talking about recasting characters, I wouldn't mind seeing uh, Sean Pertwee playing um, hmm. the Third Doctor. That's true. Yeah. Because I keep thinking back of that picture of him from Halloween a couple of years ago (laughs) Mm -hmm. dressing up as his dad. And it was uncanny how much, you know, he looked like the third doctor.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And he's not just some guy who happens to share his father's genes. He's an accomplished actor in his own right. So he could really do it. Yeah. (laughs) He he, he would be a, yeah, he could be a brilliant uh, third doctor. Yeah.
2: Well, one thing I thought about, and I actually thought about this too, because. You know, I think I'm a bit like River in that you know it's kind of hanging the consequences. You know, like she said, well, you know, when she emptied, you know, like uh, in the in the Impossible Astronaut, she just kind of emptied her gun. She's like, well, I can change it if I want to. I don't care if it's a fixed point. But uh, if you had a TARDIS and went back in time, what would you change?
1: Oh, wow! Be
2: yeah, see, I, I don't need to. I, I don't need to have that technology because <laughs> I'm getting all kinds
0: of trouble. Yeah, well I I think you have the obvious stuff like the uh you know, whole Holocaust thing and oh, if you could change that and, and big world changing events like that. But uh yeah, I, I think uh, I'll take the easy answer to <laughs> the Holocaust. But I'm I'm sure there are other a good ones out there. <laughs> you
3: know, that, that's a that's a good one to go with
0: though. Hitler, get in the cupboard. Exactly. Yeah.
2: Let's kill Hitler,
0: <laughs> yeah, that hasn't been thrown out there before, has it <laughs> and, well
2: one more one more thing that uh you know that's kind of popped up in different panels that we've done at the cons and everything but um if if the next if the next doctor is cast as a woman, do you have any particular choice that you would you know that you would like to see uh, as a female doctor
1: hmm
0: that's a really good question. <laughs> wow,
1: you know I'm, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, and again, I'm not sure who mentioned this. I think it was uh, Lee, but in our last episode, we mentioned Katherine Kelly who mm-hmm. played uh, you, you know the teacher out of class, and you know i I have a problem for myself trying to speculate who the next doctor is and, or who, you know, whether, that will they change the race? Will they change the sex? Will they change the age? Whatever, because I keep going back to seeing an interview with Matt Smith when he just was announced as being, uh, you know, the 11th doctor thinking, really, what are they thinking? You know, he's too young. <laughs> and then, you know, he, he's brilliant at being the doctor the the whole speculation of who, I I'm saying you know let let uh, Chibnall choose and put put it on the screen and then I'll decide. But I I just can't do that you know for me. <laughs> but true. I don't know about I don't want to speak for you other guys. But
3: you are always me. wrong. But yeah. But yeah, I was the one who was who was uh, pulling for Catherine Kelly. But I, I I like where she is in class and I hope that continues. So she should continue to be uh, Quill. But. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, Andrath. I like, this but I do. I do just think she's a very interesting actress, and in that she and that playing the Doctor requires a, a a a kind of an edge. Um, even if you're one of the the friendly, affable incarnations of the Doctor, there's still got to be a little uh, "Don't mess with me." Um, that uh, he or she
1: can pull out at times, and we know she can do that. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, but exactly, um, yeah. All right. Well, good questions. Angie, got any more?
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I think that was pretty much all I had. You know, it's I I think about, you know, who's going to be the next Doctor and everything. Uh, and I actually brought that up as a question uh, in the last episode when you guys were discussing. You know, I. the bad thing is it's really hard for me sometimes to speculate about Series 10 because I'm just so... You know, well, you know, he's leaving and who's going to be, you know, who's going to fill his shoes? And that's kind of overshadowing that, you know, a little bit. So I'm, I'm kind of having to, you know, kind of put myself away from that because it, it just I'm almost afraid to speculate, yeah. you know, because, you know, because, well, hey, he's just he's leaving, you know. But uh, I also wanted to talk about something real quick to bring to your attention and see what you thought about it. And uh, I can't take credit for this. Uh, Kevin Brady, a member of. Um, of uh, Metro Whovians and uh, uh, he was at the library that day. He's, he's got the awesome the one with the little mini K nine that was so great. Oh, yes. oh yeah, yeah. Uh, he actually uh, did a speculation on uh, on another group page, and uh, I, I I thought it was just kind of brilliant. So I don't I don't know if you guys have discussed this before, but they're uh, talking about the fiftieth anniversary uh, special. You know, the thirteen doctors. You know, Capaldi was in there. You know, the anger, angry eyebrows showed up. (laughs) We haven't actually seen that. And are we going to see, you know, where he gets put in that position or he gets put in that you know place there in series 10? Are they going to go back around to that? And are we going to see, you know, is is maybe, you know, is is Matt Smith going to come back and say, hey, can you come help us out with this? Or, you know, is something like that going to happen? Do you think, or is that just going to kind of be floating around out there, you know, with with uh, Jenny, you know, the doctor's daughter? So um, <laughs> what, what do you guys think about that?
1: Clarence, did I mention I mean, did, didn't I post that? I think I may have just mentioned that directly to you. Did you did, did, did I tell you my theory?
0: Uh, Yeah, but can you tell us all again? I can't
1: remember. All right. <laughs> all right. So, uh, so 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 here's my thought is uh and i'm I'm going on on the the idea that the doctor already knows what happened in the fiftieth anniversary because he's the next succession after matt smith's doctor, so I'm assuming that the time streams being out of sync, et cetera and so forth, he did retain it because he came after the Matt Smith version, so having said that, he knows what point in time that he needed. You know that that happened that that event where you know all the doctors show up, so my next question of and one thing that I never quite understood from day of the doctor was how did all the other versions of the doctor know they needed to also go there at that particular time? Now, my theory uh, is considering the fact that we have seen the original Mondazian Versions of the Cybermen. What if in this series 10, Capaldi's uh, 12th Doctor goes back to the very beginning of, you know, from the 1966 series, you know, the the 10th planet? Not that he will interact with any of the characters uh, from that particular story. But he goes back and he somehow leaves himself a message or a message to the first doctor that you need to go back and you need to be here at this time and, you know, you need to go and do this. And because the first doctor then knows that, the subsequent versions of the doctor knows that up to the Matt Smith doctor. So they so they all, well, not necessarily the Matt Smith doctor, but they know they're supposed to be there at that time that's yeah that's my theory that would be cool yeah I'd,
0: en- I'd enjoy seeing that i like it
1: <laughs> hey if yeah. the writer likes it <laughs> there
0: you go well, yeah. there, there,
3: we do we do like to think that there's some kind of internal logic at work here even when we know perfectly well that there isn't but uh, <laughs> um but
1: yeah good question danji absolutely
3: yeah it really is yeah something to think about <laughs>
1: I think uh, we have pretty much. I've, I've just looked down, and we have been going for right now almost an hour and fifteen minutes. So, for someone who said, "You know what? I don't really know if you guys will have anything to talk about if I come on," I think we. I think we did very well. Yeah, sometimes we even let Angie talk. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. All right. Oh, it's well, has been a lot of fun. Yeah. On behalf of all three of us, thank you for joining us. We. We enjoyed it. It was a very good conversation i think
3: you're here, heregie
2: here, here. Cheers. Cheers.
1: Hey,
3: well
2: well it was an honor being able to you know participate with you guys and i really you know I've enjoyed listening to you you know over over the past you know few months and so i it it was it was really cool to be able to kind of take part so that was it's awesome thanks for having me
1: well it it's been fun and you know I know you post regularly on uh the Metro whovian um, site uh, on Facebook. So if you want to find out more about Angie, just go to facebook.com backslash Metro Whovians. but we've also got a link on our website at discussing Angie. Thanks again. And before we wrap, I want to give Clarence and Lee just a moment to talk about what else they're working on and how, you know, to get in touch with them.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, you can, uh, catch on catch up on what I'm doing at my uh whoops web's, other website techpedition.com that's t c h p e d i t i o n .com and we have an episode where we talked about the game that came out this week called Mass Effect and a whole lot more of tech and games that we talked about this past week so uh check that out on uh techpedition.com that's all I got
1: all right mr shackleford well, i just dropped
3: episode 10 of relativity and you can hear that on RelativityPodcast.com, available on iTunes and uh, YouTube. You can find it out there, too. I do video versions of every episode. So, will there be more relativity?
1: Absolutely.
3: I hope. I hope.
1: <laughs> he leaves us on a, uh, just for anyone listening, it was, A, very good, but, B, uh, it was ended uh, at this first season, we will call it, on a cliffhanger. So any of you who are listening... Please go out and listen to it, and then Lee on social media and on their website, and (laughs) and saying we want more because it uh, left my mind saying, "Okay, uh, you really leave us with a cliffhanger." This is sort of like "Who Shot Jr." You can't do that.
3: I was I was hoping that that episode in cliffhanger was going to be the
0: place to stop for a while, so people go, "Wait, what?" (laughs) Oh man, yeah, I'm pining for more right now. Voices, I hear voices Yeah,
1: <laughs> They're talking to me So there you go um,
0: Well
3: I do have I do have a plan So uh, good. more on that as the series continues
1: Excellent, excellent Well again Angie, thank you so much for joining us And you're welcome back anytime And oh, thank uh, you. you're very welcome And gentlemen And well, I'll say lady and gentlemen Or river and gentlemen <laughs> We are out of here
3: Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.